Hello, and welcome to the Acting Notes Podcast, the podcast where we talk about all things acting, from tips and tricks to business information. I'm your host, Justin Powell, and today we're going to talk about freedom. How do we find it in the work? (laughs) I'll explain. So I wanted to talk about freedom today because it's something that's been on my mind lately. One of my favorite debates to have with friends, even though I think it's kind of pointless, is whether human beings have free will or if everything is predetermined. That's a pretty classic philosophical debate that many philosophers agree is probably pointless because if we determined tomorrow, without a shadow of a doubt, that everything was predetermined, we probably wouldn't live our lives all that differently, right? Because what could you do? Same thing if we found out we had free will. Your life wouldn't inevitably change all that much. So there's a little bit of pointlessness to that debate, but I always enjoy it anyway. And there have been studies that show that essentially in these studies, they would ask someone to grab an apple or a banana. It was their choice. And the person would grab their fruit, but they were measuring the electrical pulses in their brain and particularly in their subconscious where they saw that about a millisecond or two before the person reached for the object, they were already getting these pulses telling them to do so. So then the question is, are we in control of our subconscious? And I think there are ways we can influence our subconscious, but I don't know that we are necessarily in control. I've been reading a book by Simone de Beauvoir called The Ethics of Ambiguity. And one of these quotes really stuck out to me. I'm going to paraphrase it here but essentially that we are born into a world that we did not construct. That has rules that we did not help instill. And from a young age, we think we're not inherently a part of that world, that that's a separate world from our child world. Until inevitably we realize that we have to join that world and we have to bend to those rules to at least some extent. Now, I think that's really interesting, particularly for actors. For everyone, of course. But for actors, we start to get these rules on how we're supposed to behave. And I think in acting, our job is to find freedom from those rules. Those masks that we wear in society, that we need to wear in society, frankly, to be a part of it, to survive. Those are the things that we want to let down while we're on stage and we're in front of the camera. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, we have to learn when we are in performance mode or even in rehearsal mode to trust our impulses as they naturally occur. You know, sometimes we might get bumped by someone in public and our instinct is in that moment to viscerally say, watch out, 
or something angrier and cooler than what I said. But because we have been conditioned in this society to be a certain way, we might repress that impulse and instead say, oh, hey, I'm sorry about that. You might say sorry even though the person bumped into you. And I'm not saying that's inherently a bad thing, right? Because we, again, we want to be a part of society. If you, you know, said fuck you to every single person that bumped into you, you'd probably have a lot of black eyes after about a week. I guess you could only have two at the most, but you know what I mean. So those are necessary. We, we've developed these necessary safety mechanisms in our life to help us engage with people, to help us connect. And in acting, those are some things that we need to let down a bit more. To be free to respond with that, whatever that impulse is. There are so many scenes where tougher emotions will be touched upon, right? If you're doing a scene of your partner cheating on you or a scene that involves killing, you killing or the other character killing you. Those are scary places to go to and they're ones that we don't encounter a lot, hopefully, in our day-to-day life. And so our body has developed these mechanisms over time that will try to protect us in certain ways. And that's great for our day-to-day life. But when we're acting, we want to learn to trust those impulses and to let our body kind of relax into those high-stakes situations. And you might find this in many different ways. Some people start tapping their feet. Or you'll see this a lot in actors, particularly newer ones. They just move with no real intended reason to do so. They're just kind of shifting around, bouncing back and forth on their legs. Or they're holding themselves unconsciously. If you watch, you'll, you'll see how our bodies attempt to take care of us to avoid having to actually deal with feelings that might be coming up. Whereas the best thing we can do in those situations is take a breath, a deep, deep breath, and stay connected to feeling, to our partner. But that's tough to do. And that's where this idea of freedom comes in to play. You know, I had an acting teacher who always called it freedom within form. And that makes a lot of sense to me. Because freedom doesn't mean I can walk on stage as Hamlet and just make up all my lines, right? The form is there. We have the text. We have blocking. There are things that need to be occurring so that the performance in the show can go on well. So that the story can be told. So then how do we find our freedom within that? I think is an important question for actors. And something that's just so important to learn. I spent a lot of years focusing on the technical side of acting as I was coming up. 
I felt like that was the key. Like the more work you did on the character, the more technical aspects you covered, the more books I read, the more interviews I listened to, the more I'd be able to deliver great performances. And that can help, of course. But I think that can also come from a place of wanting to control the performance. Of wanting to feel like you can make sure it's good. And we just can't. And that's the scary thing about art. There's always going to be a level of unpredictability that you need to have if you want to take your acting from good to great. You can see really technically good actors. And they'll hit the beats. They'll hit the joke when they need to. They'll do all these things, but there's always going to be a little something missing from that. And that's that spontaneity and that freedom that we also need to develop and that I think is a little bit harder to develop. That was a huge thing for me in my acting journey. I took about two years focusing on just how do I let go in the work? How do I stop controlling? And there are some things I learned that I'd like to share with you. And I will, right after this break. I'd like to thank BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. You know, I think mental health is something that is important for everyone in the world. I think therapy is something everyone should do, really. And I think it's important for actors, too. One, this industry is hard, right? There's lots of challenges and obstacles. Oftentimes, you're getting told no. You're grinding and working so hard, and sometimes that can take a toll on your mental health. Well, it's important beyond just the career that we take care of ourselves, and BetterHelp is something that can help you with that. In fact, it can help you better. (laughs) Horrible joke, but you know, had to get it in there. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. And that way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash TheActingNotes. That's BetterHelp.com slash TheActingNotes. So how do we find freedom in the work? It varies for different artists, right? For different actors. One of the first things we can do is start to learn to trust our impulses, not just in the work, but in life. I think it's so important for actors to be in acting classes so that they can work on these things in an environment that feels more safe. Right, Because part of 
working on this, on trusting your impulses, should be done in some kind of scene work. They have great classes, these ongoing classes at different studios that I think is your opportunity to do that or get with friends and do the same. And part of the reason it's so nice is because while you're working, you can use that week that you're working on the scene to focus on one specific aspect. So to focus on, I'm going to follow my instincts today, wherever they take me. And that's important. It's important to see those things out and just start to learn to trust them in the moment. And to start differentiating between, is this an instinct that is coming up because of the scene I'm doing? Or is this because I feel self-conscious because I'm up on stage and people are looking at me and I feel like I'm not doing anything? Start to learn which instincts are the ones that we do want to listen to and which ones are not really relevant to what's happening. Because, yeah, you might have that instinct to walk away from your scene partner. But is that, I suppose the thing to do then is to question, is that an instinct that is of the character, that is of this moment? Or is that because this moment is getting too intense for me and I'm disconnecting from my scene partner? In classes, we have, I think, a bit more opportunity to really assess our acting instrument and to just practice on certain things. You might take a whole month in that class saying, I'm going to just focus on following my impulses. And that's something we should do every time we act, of course. But when you put that main focus on it, I think it will start to percolate and start to make it more likely that you do so. Now, I know something that always befuddled me a bit about these conversations is understanding exactly what that instinct feels like. And I think I had it taught to me in such a way that it felt like it should be this very large feeling, this very big push towards something. And sometimes it can be. But what I've noticed as I've worked on this more and more is like sometimes these impulses are quite subtle. And that's okay. It can be a very small thing. It can be something as simple as picking up a book and moving it slightly, reorganizing it. And that might not seem like a big thing, but even trusting those little impulses, one, that'll make it more likely that you are then able to trust the big impulses. And two, it just can take things in a different way. Now, how do we get to a place where we're even ready to hear our impulses, to follow them? I think an important thing to do, especially during an experimentation phase, but I actually think with anything, a self-tape, when you're on camera, filming for the project, I think an important thing to do is put your hand on your heart and see what you're feeling at that moment. And then that's how you're going to start the scene. We get this idea in our minds sometimes of how the character has to be to start the scene. And we can always try it a different way, right? We can always ground ourselves in different circumstances 
and approach it from a different angle. But I think if we're denying our initial impulse and emotion, it's tougher to listen to it throughout the scene. We're starting off by saying, nope, you're not valid. I have to do it this way because this is the way it would be good. Or this is the way that I can have control over it. And so it sets us up not to listen to the impulses, right? Instead, try trusting where you're at at the start of a scene. And then at that point, you just connect with your partner, connect with the moment, and you get to follow the lovely river of impulses that just sweep you away. Now, I believe that is a Meisner term. And think about that, the river of impulses. You can't really control where you're going on a river, right? You're going downstream, you're just following it along. That's the idea with the impulses. We're not controlling it. It's happening to us. We're allowing. Allow yourself. Allow yourself to discover what you will find in the scene. Maybe that's something to say to yourself before you get up to do work. I'm going to allow myself to discover moments. Not to create. To discover them. And by discovering them, you will just inevitably create them. Right? Some actual... I feel like this has been a little bit of like flowery mindset talk. And I don't say that to negate it. Because I think it's important. But some more... I suppose, technical things you can do to find freedom, which sounds a bit like an oxymoron, but it's not. One thing is you got to get out of your head, right? When we're in our head and we're not thinking thoughts of the character, and even sometimes we can be if we're self-generating these thoughts, if we're doing it just to try and tell ourselves, see, I'm so in character, this is so good. As opposed to just listening to our partner and and taking the thoughts off of them. When we're in our head, usually that's a sign of us trying to control things in a certain way. Wanting to control things. Maybe we're not taking that desire and exerting it and trying to really make it happen, but the desire is there. So how do we silence that voice? I mean, one, and again, I'm going to get a bit theoretical here, but we have to kill the ego. We have to get rid of that part of ourselves that says there's anything more important in the acting than the moment in front of us. If you're concerned about how people are going to watch you or how good you're going to be, then it destroys the possibility of you being great. So we got to get over that, right? we got to go with that desire to control our performance because actually when we try to control, it's usually operating out of a place of fear that we're not any good. And ironically, if you try and control, it might not be as good. You might still tell the story, but you won't give those performances that drew you to acting, the ones that we remember the ones that I think we all strive for. 
So what are some ways to let go then to find that freedom? I think the biggest thing is putting all of your attention on your partner. Take all of the pressure off yourself. Focus entirely on what your partner is giving you. And if you're really listening to them and paying attention, you'll start to feel impulses naturally arise. And since you're already listening to your partner, it's going to be easier to just allow those impulses, to trust them in the moment, to feel them, right? So that's a technical thing that you can do. Just put your attention on your partner. That's Meisner, right? All of your focus should be on the other person in the scene. There are ways to cultivate this trust of impulse, this freedom in our life too. You know, and the more we can do that in our life, the more we can bring it to the work. One of them is, this is a classic example that I'm sure many of us have dealt with. You see a cute person at the, at the bar or at the restaurant and you want to go talk to them, but you hold yourself back. This week, if that happens, go talk to that person. Just trust the impulse. It doesn't matter if you end up getting their number or they end up telling you to kick rocks. Does anyone say that anymore? No one says that. But you know what I mean. If they end up telling you to leave, that's not the important part of this. The important part is trusting your impulse. This is a little thing that I do when I go hiking. I just hike and I, I might come to a fork in the road at some point. I never know which way I'm going to go. I just trust my impulse in the moment. It's a little thing. But I do think it helps condition that trust. We need to find ways to trust our gut in the real world so that we can more readily trust our impulses, our gut, in our acting work. And find that freedom, right? Find that ability to do whatever comes up for us in the moment. Because sometimes our impulses will feel weird and it will feel wrong, but only if we're so present in our head and we're thinking that there is a right way that we should react to this moment or do this scene. And so my impulse that tells me to jump right now, that's that can't be right, so I'm not going to do I'm going to deny that. It becomes a bit of a snowball effect if you deny the impulse. You just will keep denying them. Now, there's ways to get out of that, right? If you start recognizing, oh, I'm denying my impulses, take a deep breath, connect with your partner, and just find your way back into the scene. That's the nice thing about the moment and something that I think is not told to us often as actors. You know, we're often stressed, and I do it as well, I stress to you how important it is to stay present. But I think because of that, sometimes it can feel like if you lose that presence, you know, it's a catastrophe. You're lost. The scene might as well, we might as well call it now because you lost the moment. But no, that's not the case. You can always just reconnect. It's very simple. You just take a breath, look at your partner, and just reconnect. Same thing we do in life when you're having a conversation with someone and you find yourself distracted for a moment. You're thinking about the cute person that just walked by or the birds that flew overhead. And then you re-engage, you refocus. And you're not sitting there 
kicking yourself. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I looked at those birds. I just, I'm not a good person at listening. <laughs> you know, you don't think that way. But in acting, sometimes we do. We lose the moment and we just think, I, oh my gosh, I'm doing terrible. Take some of the pressure off ourselves. That's another big thing. Maybe the last thing I have today about freedom is we got to take some pressure off ourselves. This work is important. Of course it is. I love this work. It's my passion. But it is play. And the more we can recognize that, recognize that our value is not from whether or not we do a good scene that day. Our value is so much deeper than the work we do. I think that can help to set us free. In the work. Now in the career, that's trickier, right? How do we find freedom in our career, especially when we're trying to build it? We're trying to get to those places where we're doing the kind of work that we long for. That can be tough. Because for many of us, we have to have day jobs outside of the acting work that we love. And I know that that day job can be quite taxing. It can be tough to work eight hours, nine hours, ten hours, and then come home and try to do something artistic. I think a good thing to consider is something a friend of mine told me recently. She actually gave me an exercise. She said, write down a list of the 20 most important things to you in life and try to keep them in the order of importance. So maybe it's career first, maybe it's family first, maybe it's acting, maybe it's filmmaking, maybe it's travel, maybe it's getting money, maybe it's video games, whatever it is, just write it down. And then she said, get rid of the last 15. Because those first five, those are the ones you have to focus on. You have to make time for. So that's an interesting theory in regards to freedom, right? We're restricting ourselves of certain things so that we can find more freedom in the things that we truly care about. But I think that is important. Oh, my other friend just the other day gave me a quote, but I don't remember who said it. But essentially, the person said, life is just long enough to get good at one thing. No, I think there's a balance to that, right? That's not necessarily the case, but I understand the sentiment. Malcolm Gladwell says it takes 10,000 hours based on studies that he's done to become a master at something, to become an expert. Well, we got to figure out how to delegate those 10,000 hours, or rather how to distribute those 10,000 hours, not delegate. We can't ask someone else to learn a monologue for us. That won't really help our acting. But how do we distribute our hours? How do we make sure that we have time to pursue the things we love and also have time for ourselves? Because... I do think there's a big part of acting where you can't just be a slave to the work. 
And you can't just be reading acting books all the time, always going to class, thinking about it 24-7. I don't think it works that way. I think you need to go out and experience life to some extent. You need to see how people behave in the world. You need to get your heart broken. You need to fall in love. You need to experience life so that you can bring that life experience back to the work. It's a messed up thing that happens sometimes with actors, or at least I've had talks with friends where we've agreed that this has happened for us, where we've been in intense moments, an intense conversation with someone, a sad conversation with someone, and there was just a split second thought of like, oh, this will be good for acting. (laughs) It's not great. It's not a great thing. You shouldn't be going into those moments with that as the positive outcome of it. But nevertheless, those moments do inform your heart, your soul, and your perspective on the world that comes back to the craft. And I think the more you develop that perspective, the more you have something to say in your work, the more freedom will come from that as well. Because then it's not about, ooh, I have to do this thing that someone else wrote exactly how they wrote it. It's, no, this is what this means to me. This is my perspective on it. And I'm here to share. Another way to establish freedom in your career is start thinking about things that you will not do. Again, find the restrictions so that you're free to chase the things you want to chase. Are you someone that will ever do a nude project? One where you're completely naked? Are there certain topics that you don't want to do in your work? These are just things to know. Ultimately, freedom is something we have to learn to cultivate in our own lives so that we can find it in the work even more. Thanks for listening to the Acting Notes podcast. If you enjoyed the podcast, please give us a follow on Instagram or TikTok at the Acting Notes, where I post more insights and tricks and tips, and probably some new stuff coming soon. This podcast has been on hold for a bit because I've been traveling and busy. I'm planning on taking a bit of a break around mid-November. So there will be three to four more new episodes this year. And then we're going to be jumping into a season format where I can record the episodes in advance and be able to release them probably about 12 weeks in a row at a time. And these will be episodes where I'm interviewing people, different experts in the field, people that can bring you more information, as well as some solo shows too. But I want to make sure the Acting Notes is growing in a way that can help you grow as well. And that can help me grow too, because this has been such a growing experience for myself to be able to sit down and organize my thoughts around these different topics and share them with you. So thank you for listening. 
As always, I greatly appreciate it. And this has been the Acting Notes. I'm Justin Powell. Have a great day. Peace. Thank you.